I'm Laura Palmer, host of Island Crime. Season six, Sweethearts, is the story of three teenage girls who were all murdered in Victoria, Canada within about 12 months. So she was scared, something out there scared her. You've just created the playground where predators can really thrive. She was a 16-year-old girl. She was a sweetheart. Listen to Sweethearts at FrequencyPodcastNetwork.com or wherever you get podcasts. Find your frequency. From the KISS 92.5 studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carter. You're listening to my boys, Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys, Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz and Mocha. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! Wow! You just won $1,000. amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, Mocha. Yeah. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. There is a, would you take a, you ever taken anything for constipation? Yes. Have I? No. Yeah. No? Uh, you never need you, to? You must have, Mocha. Guyanese? Castor oil? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah actually. Right? Yeah. Back, you, now that you mentioned castor oil, yeah. yeah. My mom yeah. probably Juice? gave that to me yeah. when I was a kid. You, Shem? Yeah, castor oil, man. Yeah, that's it, though? Nothing oh, in your adult uh, life? Mm, no, nothing. No? Nothing I can think of. No? Damn Mori? Prune juice. Prune juice. How about you? Yeah, Ross. yeah. I've taken stuff for constipation before, sure. That's why yeah. he's a smooth, cool dude. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, would you take, or how constipated would you have to be in order to swallow a vibrating pill? What? Oh, that's so exciting. it's a vibrating pill. So it's a hard pill, and it yeah. has like a little motor in it. Okay. And you swallow it, and it goes through your digestive tract and colon and everything else, and it vibrates. Shakes things up. So it shakes things up down there. And you then, can feel it? And then it exits when you exit. Still vibrating? Still vibrating. And it also works off an app, so you can control the amount of vibration depending on no. how. No? Mm-hmm. no? You wouldn't do it? No, okay, no, so anyway, no, no. listen to the commercial. Vibrant is not a laxative and works with your body's natural process. Simply swallow with a glass of water. Vibrant's unique drug-free approach uses gentle vibrations to stimulate the colon mechanically. The pre-programmed timing of the mechanical stimulation is thought to improve the natural colonic mobility by leveraging the colon's biological clock. The disposable capsule is expelled with natural bowel movements. Nah, fam. <laughs> no, you wouldn't? Mm-mm. No? I'm putting a robot on my body. <laughs> no? To you help dumb? you poop? No. No, you wouldn't? What if you really, like, what if you really, really couldn't go? You wouldn't swallow the, no. the vibrating no? robot pill? Why not? No, too much could go wrong. No, yeah, like what? I need to know what the mechanics are. Inside it's this a pill. tiny little. It looks. It's the size of a pill. Like it is not large Mm-mm. at all. No. It's small, and then it, you you just you, no 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 thanks absolutely no. no. There's they got to be single use only though. She right? said and she like she said disposable. Well, yeah. I was okay. Do you wash okay. it and put it away for later? <laughs> Come on no, now, Mari. <laughs> Damn science though, huh? <laughs> science. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. 
Yes. Uh, Netflix is starting to crack down on password sharing. A lot of customers, yeah. including Dammit Mori, uh, received their email saying that they have to re-log in. Is that the deal? So I got the email, and then I wanted to watch Netflix last night, and this big warning came up. You had yeah. to log into your your email system and then sort of, I guess, confirm that that's your home. Right. Then it will let you watch. And do you currently share a password with somebody else? I was sharing with my grandmother, with Nana. Damn, and so what's she going to do now? you just going to pay for one for her? I guess, uh, or see if there's another way around Why not? That's your grandmother. Sacrifice so much for you. I know, but what do I have to give up so that she can watch Netflix? <laughs> I don't know. The amount of Uber Eats in a week? Multiple times a day? What do I have to give up to give my Nana $9 a month or whatever yeah. it is? How much is Netflix? I don't even know how much Netflix even is a month. Even the basic, the most basic one yeah. Nana would need. You could afford $10 <laughs> a month, more. <laughs> I'm talking about your nana. Fine, fine. Then that's her Hanukkah <clears throat> gift. Oh, oh my, my god. god, dude. You're the worst. You are the worst. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, James Gunn has revealed on Twitter that he has, in fact, spoken to Zack Snyder. A lot of people being like, oh, Zack Snyder. Um, well, what? So, well, because everybody. Sucks. Okay, so here's the thing Zack Snyder now has a new home on Netflix where he did Army of the Dead and he's got his two part Rebel Moon. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, right? Okay. Like he's maybe, doing like, like Army of the Dead suck. was. Army of the Dead yeah. was great. Was I loved fantastic. Army of the Dead. I just didn't love his DC stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some Snyder fans on Twitter, though, started to get sell the Snyderverse to Netflix, um, meaning they want Netflix to buy the IP rights to, I guess, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, so Snyder can continue the Snyderverse on Netflix. James, oh, okay, James Gunn. James Gunn replied and said, "I have to say, this has got to be the wackiest hashtag ever." One, Netflix hasn't expressed any such interest, although we've discussed other stuff. And two, Zach hasn't expressed any interest and seems to be happy doing what he's doing. And yes, we have talked. He goes on to say he contacted me to express his support for my choices. He's a great guy. Again, he seems really, really happy with the massive world building he's doing now. So there you go, Snyderverse. Fans. The only thing that I don't like about this new DC yes. with James Gunn is taking Gal Gadot away from the Wonder Woman role. You don't think so? I think they should. I think he should have kept her. Really? Yeah. yeah. Nah. They're reinventing it though, right? They're going back and doing a whole new like a whole new story. Like it's it would I don't so know so much I don't know DC yeah. y'all messed up so many yeah. times and also he says he's going he's going younger right so mm-hmm. you know I don't know I don't know I don't know but I'm with you but but I like that first Wonder Woman movie 1984 was garbage yeah it was too long yeah it was just garbage it was a bad uh, movie yeah. right like I it was bad the first it. one I loved loved the first one second yeah. one wow. <laughs> second one was what sorry I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> right? Put that on the movie poster. <laughs> I just spell that. Right. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, John Travolta teaming up with this is so great. So, it's John Travolta, Zach Braff, and Donald Faison. Donald Faison was Murray and Clueless, Dion's boyfriend. Okay. Right? And it's for T Mobile. And I'm going to say, John Travolta still sounds real good. Really? Listen to this. Home internet, what a pain in the Hey, neighbor! Try T-Mobile, it sets up so fast. It's like Wi-Fi that runs on 5G. 
home internet from T-Mobile? Wait till you see. <laughs> tell me more, tell me more. One court's all that you need. Tell me more, tell me more. Don't you worry about speed. I can't believe it. It's just 50 bucks. Is that John Travolta? Yeah. Why oh pay my God. More? Yeah. Paying more sucks. <laughs> That's that crap. T-Mobile Home Internet seems too good to be true. But uh, that's what T-Mobile can do. Tell me more. Tell me wow. More. It sounds great. Okay. Right? Wow. Great tribute to Olivia Newton-John. Like, everything. You didn't tell me that that was, like, real-life John Travolta. I would have said that is AI John Travolta. He sounds great, huh, Shem? makes me emotional almost. That's so good. Yes, it was so good. Uh, So you'll see that uh, uh, when you watch Super Bowl. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, interesting that uh, that we talk about setlist because as soon as Rihanna was announced, that's all anybody wanted to know. And mm-hmm. she's doing all the press for Super Bowl now. And uh, she did an interview uh, where they asked her exactly that. Like, how do you even begin to pare down what you have for these? The setlist was the biggest challenge. That was the hardest, hardest part. Um, deciding how to maximize 13 minutes but also celebrate it, it, that's what this show is going to be it's going to be a celebration of my catalog in in the best way that we could have put it together and you only have 13 minutes that's the challenge so you're trying to cram mm. 17 years of work into 13 <laughs> minutes so it's it's difficult but we you know some songs we had to lose because of that and 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 that's going to be okay but i think we did a pretty good job at narrowing it down that's crazy so she's with apple music there let me ask you this question i'll go around the room here uh mocha yes 13 minutes knowing rihanna's catalog as well as you do Mm -hmm. what is the one song that it would be unacceptable if she did not include good question that she did not include. yes what would be the one like wow umbrella Umbrella? Yeah, she got to include Umbrella. Shem? Uh, we Found Love. We Found Love. Maury? Ponder Replay. No. For as great <laughs> as that song is, <laughs> I don't think that makes it. He a... didn't ask you, like, do you agree with, like, he's going around Sorry. the room, and that was my answer. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to go ahead and say something even crazier, I think. Okay. I actually would not surprise, it wouldn't surprise me if Rihanna brings out, and you may, you may think I'm crazy, Janet Jackson. Not a chance. No way. All right, man. I'm just saying. Not Why would she bring out Janet Jackson? If there's somebody that could that that would bring out Janet Jackson, considering everything that happened with Janet in the Super Bowl before, yeah. it's Rihanna. No, because that Janet Jackson moment would outshine Rihanna playing. Yeah. I, I don't think Rihanna's worried about that. I don't think Rihanna would worry about that. No. I think it's more about paying tribute to somebody who who she looks at as an inspiration. No, I don't because think, then I don't that think becomes Janet would agree. that would become right. a, a Janet Jackson moment, not a Rihanna moment. All right. but, 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 look- but no, but it's I, I'm sort of with Shem on this. Okay, it wouldn't be. I don't know if it would be looked at as a Janet Jackson moment. As opposed to, we would look at it as Rihanna giving Janet that moment. Yep. Oh. Yep. Flip it around like that. I, do. <laughs> I don't think Rihanna's sharing the I'm, stage okay. with anyone. Uh, I'm with you, Mocha, that I would say that the one song that would be unforgivable if not included would yeah. be Umbrella. 
And when you look at her catalog of music, she's got eight albums. That doesn't include the Oof. amount of features she's done. Mm-hmm. So we've got this. I don't know how many of these songs are going to make it, what, but... What's the... Yadi, 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 yadi. What's that song? What? Isn't that Rihanna? The, the what? What song is that? What song starts out like that? It was in that. It was Maya the trailer. Hee, yeah, that song. Live your life. Live yeah, your life right, with Ti. Yeah, 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 that's yeah, a great yeah, song. Yeah, yeah. To me, that's a Super Bowl song. So I don't know if her Super Bowl set, right? her thirteen-minute set, is going to sound anything like this. Oh. know if any of her set is going to sound Damn. like any of those songs. She should literally just do what you did and do do, do four seconds of each song. Oh. <laughs> there you go, Rihanna. You're welcome. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Rihanna confirming that she is pregnant according to her rep. Everybody hey. was like, is she pregnant? <laughs> Yeah, because people were like, yo, this performance kind of mid. Wait a minute. But I don't know. Here's my thing, though, is I don't think that I, don't, I think that that's what you would have got regardless. I really do. I know like it is very well known that people don't get paid. Artists don't get paid yeah. to do the Super Bowl halftime show. I have never seen somebody who acted like it until last night. She's just doing her thing. Yeah. Right. Like you were also, given, like you're given that stage. You know what I mean? And like, I'm, they do. Oh, they all do. They of do. Course, they have to. Yes. Well, it was listen. a, it was a, it was a weak show. Billionaire Riri, right? You don't think so, Shem? No, I, I completely disagree. Really? I do. Uh, if you've ever seen a Rihanna, firstly, that was not uncommon for Rihanna to do in terms of energy level at all. And I'm not talking about I, pregnancy at all. Yeah. I'm no, not talking I pregnancy at all. That is very much a Rihanna performance. Rihanna is not known for, for herself doing massive choreography. Her dancers are for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no, no. He's saying the performance is weak, right? And yeah. I, I'm saying, yeah, but I'm I'm saying that even if you don't normally do that stuff, like you you're you're allowed to do anything at the Super Bowl, sure, right? Sure, anything. Literally, if Let's... you are like, I want a rocket, they will get you a rocket. I've never seen. It's been a long time since, like, the old days where I, where I saw somebody do so little in the halftime show with the time they were given. Yeah, again, I think her music sort of speaks for itself. Like, for me, for me as a Rihanna fan, right? Yeah. Like, hearing her perform again, all those massive hits yeah. was amazing. I, I didn't know. need I didn't need the rest of it. I didn't need the, the flash and all that stuff. I thought missed, it was great. On the replay, she sure. missed SOS. She missed Shut Up and Drive. She missed Disturbia. Like, I'm thinking... She missed Ponda Replay, Disturbia, Don't Stop the Music, S&M, Love on the Brain, Love the Way You Lie, What's My Name, Monster, uh, This Is What You Came For, Stay, Take a Bow. She's got hits. Four or five seconds. I'm not saying... Listen, I I understand that. (laughs) I know, and so is Jay-Z. Oh, 
Did you get excited when you saw Jay-Z in the building, Mocha, that you thought he was going to pop up? I thought. Yeah. And especially when she started doing her part from uh, Run This Town. Yeah. I was like, sure. oh, Jay's popping up. <laughs> we're, getting, we're getting two billionaires on this stage. I know. And I know. I really, I really did. I thought that. I, uh, I started hearing people talking uh, late Friday of how insane it would have been had Rihanna's special guest been Chris Brown. Oh. oh. Is that why Chris Brown was trending last yeah. night? Well, yeah. no, he was also trending because he tweet he posted on his Instagram story, you go girl. Yeah. Oh. yeah. After yeah, a performance. Yeah. yeah. But the, there yeah. was because there was speculation that that uh that, that so, may have happened too, right? But yeah. no special guests. Mm. Shocking. I, I agree with you on that. I don't yeah. think she, I do not think she needed it one bit. But uh, but I like the song she picked. I yeah. thought, like I yeah, thought the, all... when you when you look at the catalog she has, like and nobody's going to be fully happy with everything, yeah. right? But uh, but I thought she did real. I thought I thought the the curating the songs was bang on. And I know I know more. She didn't play Ponder Replay and all that stuff. I know, I know. A lot of people are very upset that she didn't play Ponder Replay. <laughs> what does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never heard that Matthew Matt, ever. Never. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, so I don't know who Drake was talking to. Rap TV. Where uh, is that? Who this no, was? Barstool. No, 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 no. This, oh, the other this, one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. So this th- guy. This... Oh my god, his voice is so annoying. Okay. So is this a regular thing that they do? So I guess. Yeah. So they walked up to Drake and they were like, they ask him how expensive oh, yeah. all his stuff is, like his necklace and his earrings and his watch and his pants and his shoes and his coat and his shirt and everything else. And Drake just gives them. Drake just gives them the cost of everything. But listen to the host. Oh, he's so cringe. The glasses, Tom Brown. I don't really know how much they are. I lost them like 10 times. Yeah, I found them. I see the earrings. I see the earrings. The earrings are like 600 each, I think. Yo, I'm going crazy. I see the chain. How about the chain, my boy? You should probably save that for last. Okay, how about the jacket? How about the jacket? Jacket, like, it's an old Jeff Hamilton jacket, like, probably four bills. Four bills for the jacket. Okay, I see the shirt. How about the shirt, my boy? Bottega, cashmere, like, probably like four bills. Like four bills, okay, I see those bills. How about the bills, my boy? I made these. I you made, made these? these. Yeah, I made these. I, I see the kiss. How about the kiss, my boy? I don't even know, but Lueve boots, I wear these like probably way too much. Way too much? Yeah. I feel like, listen, I see the channel. You say same for like, how about the team? Honestly, I'm embarrassed to say probably like nine, oh, oh, over 10 M's for sure. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, watch. The watch, like, 900 That's a lot, man. 10 mil for a necklace, 900K for the, for the watch. Reporter. Reporter. <laughs> <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Oof. I got to go through this Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly stuff with you because they broke up. Oh. Well, I mean, I'm guessing they broke up because she roasted them on Instagram. What happened? So they were together right up until like the Grammys, mm-hmm. right? But things were weird at the Grammys. Like he was weird at the Grammys. And if you remember, normally they're inseparable, but Machine Gun Kelly, they were together, but mm-hmm. Machine Gun Kelly was doing his interviews 
as an individual as opposed to a couple. And he was acting kind of weird about it. He was just like spacey to begin with. So here's a little clip of Machine Gun Kelly from the Grammys red carpet. Megan is standing down just off the platform. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get her up because they're like, why aren't you guys doing the couple thing anymore? And so here's how it went down with E and MGK. Now, your beautiful fiance is here. And I do you want to bring her over and, and say hi? The people would love to see you two together. Uh, she told me to give her a look if I'm feeling uh, uh, too too vulnerable or anything, but I, I feel all right. Are you feeling vulnerable now? Aww. Okay. So and, and then, then he went on to give like the weirdest interview. I know. Ever. I know. And then and then she kind of said something real weird too, because he lost right his uh, his Grammy, and then she wrote, "You have handled this process." with a grace and maturity that I haven't seen from you before. And I'm so proud of you, which is sort of like low-key diss, right? Yeah, are you kidding me? And I know she was trying to be complimentary, but that's like a a low-key diss. So anyway, so they were both in uh, Arizona because Machine Gun Kelly was doing some shows in and around Super Bowl weekend. And then Megan Fox... First of all, she scrubbed all of her Instagram of all pictures of him. She scrubbed all her pictures mm-hmm. of Machine Gun Kelly, right? Damn. Off her Instagram. That's a lot of time to go in and delete. Yes. And she put up a post. Okay. And the post was quoting Beyonce, which was, you can taste the dishonesty. It's all over your breath. And it was a picture. It was a selfie of her in the bathroom. And then when you went through the carousel, there was like a cauldron burning of stuff. And one thing in there was like a letter, which presumably was like a letter that Machine Gun Kelly had like given to her or something like this. Right. So she deleted all pictures of Machine Gun Kelly. Yeah. Then she unfollowed everyone except for three people. And these are three people that, according to the people in the know, are all people that Machine Gun Kelly hates. Who? So she only followed three people. Timothy Chalamet, Harry Styles, and Eminem. Blew up the spot. Okay. No. So then, then somebody in the comments wrote, talking about Machine Gun Kelly, he probably got with Sophie, and Sophie is Machine Gun Kelly's guitar player. And then Megan replied and said, maybe I got with Sophie. <laughs> Blowing up the spot. And then yes, she just up and deleted her entire Instagram. So no longer it no longer exists. Damn. But yeah. That is a story. <laughs> I'm here for all the drama. And can you imagine that? Like while he's doing shows, like just flames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flames. Strategic. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, hey, has John Tory officially desi- uh, resigned yet, Maury, or is it still sort of up in the air? Still up in the air? He's at his office, though. I know there's, they were like yeah. shooting him through the glass, just sitting at his desk, <laughs> like a, like just so sad on his phone. Oh no! Uh, so this all went down what on Friday, right? Is that what yeah, this was? Friday night. Friday night, Friday night uh, when all the big stuff drops. <laughs> During the pandemic, I developed a relationship with an employee in my office in a way that did not meet the standards to which I hold myself as mayor and as a family man. Oof. The relationship ended by mutual consent earlier this year. During the course of our relationship some time ago, the employee decided to pursue employment outside City Hall and secured a job elsewhere. I recognize that permitting this relationship to develop was a serious error in judgment on my part. It came at a time when Barb, my wife of 40-plus years, and I were enduring many lengthy periods apart while I carried out my responsibilities during the pandemic. As a result, 
I've decided that I will step down as mayor so that I can take the time to reflect on my mistakes and to do the work of rebuilding the trust of my family. While I deeply regret having to step away from a job that I love in a city that I love even more, I believe in my heart it is best to fully commit myself to the work that is required to repair these most important relationships. As well, I think it is important, as I always have, for the office of the mayor not to be in any way tarnished and not to see the city government itself, but through a period of prolonged controversy Oof. arising out of this error in judgment on my part, especially in light of some of the challenges that we face as a city. I'm deeply sorry, and I apologize unreservedly to the people of Toronto and to all of those hurt by my actions, including my staff, my colleagues on City Council, and the public service for whom I have such respect. Most of all, I apologize to my wife, Barb, and to my family, who I have let down more than anyone else. I hope the privacy of all of those impacted by my actions can be respected, and that includes me. I'm usually known for taking as many questions as you want to ask, but on this occasion, I think I'll let my statement speak for itself. Thank you. Damn, was, And it was weird to see because realistically, it's 2023, and politics in 2023, morals, integrity, and character are optional. We all know that, right? Yeah. Like, realistically. Get you elected. Who cares about that in 2023? Sure. Fam, look at the last mayor we had. Bro, look at all... Like, okay, so we, we went... We had Rob Ford and then David Miller, right? Mm. And Mel last... Like, the last, like, 20 years... David Miller hated me, by the way. He hated me. Why, why, why? Hated me. I was hosting a late-night show, that show in the bar, where I used wow. to get hammered every night, and they just go out and party. And you know the 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 the, the McDonald's that used to have the walk-up window? Oh, yeah. I used to... I used used to go there at like two o'clock in the morning and I was standing there one night alone and David Miller walked up behind me and he was running for mayor at the time, right? Oh. The election was happening. He would show up everywhere with that broom. I'm going to clean up city hall. Remember yeah. that <laughs> shtick that he did? Right. And so he was standing behind me and I was just like drunk and I started, started talking to him. I'm like, oh, yo, what's no. up David Miller? And then he ordered the food. Right. Uh -huh. And then the next night I went on the show and I talked about how it was me and David Miller at two o'clock in the morning at the walk-up window at the McDonald's. Mm. And then everybody was like, well, what did he order? And I was like, he just ordered a single Big Mac. And then all the way through on the campaign trail, whenever he would do an event, people would hand him Big Macs. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and he became the Big Mac mayor. Right. <laughs> Every, everybody was like trying to like tie him to McDonald's and his love for Big Macs. And he Hated me for really? it. Hated me for Listen, it. If you but love a anyway. Big Mac, it's thank not a bad you. Deal. I'm like, this is not the worst thing. You're out there campaigning, right? Yes. Hungry? Yes. Not a bad deal. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So Rihanna did an interview uh, with CBS before the uh, Super Bowl, and she was asked if she was going to be bringing out any special guests, and her answer was, "Quote, yeah, I'm thinking about bringing someone." And then, of course. It was, this was like the, the craziest pregnancy announcement of all time. Like the, really the most, one of the most elaborate, I would say, that I've ever oh, yeah. seen. And it was weird because it's one of the, like, we're just so trained to not ask if somebody's pregnant now, right? Mm -hmm. And so I know, like, even in my house, it was it was me and Catherine and Rox, and I was still like, is she pregnant? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't even say it out loud. Okay. Is she pregnant? Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, they heard people confirmed it. So congratulations to Rihanna. And $7 million for a commercial during the uh, Super Bowl. Ooh. And Rihanna still managed to um, promote uh, her Fenty Beauty line <laughs> for Listen, free. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, guess what? When you're a billionaire, right? I love that. That's how you do it. That's yes. how you make moves, right? That's how you do it. She also uh, big nod to uh, uh, Andre Ta- Andre Leon Talley as uh, that big giant red coat that uh, uh, Rihanna wore which looked like a huge blanket jacket kind of mm-hmm. thing, super comfy, uh, was uh, Andre uh, Leon Talley's. Now, was that one of the ones that was up for auction, Maury, do you think? It was? How much was that? Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure they just gave it to her, too. Oh, right? yeah. Being like like gave, gave, or like, Bowl. here, you can borrow this. Yeah, I don't know. Don't Maybe. rip it. I mean, geez, it's not like she can't pay for it. Right. Oh, yeah, maybe. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, so, yeah, so congratulations to Rihanna. Hey, That's looking good. You know what this means, though, everybody? What's that? Forget about a new album. Or a tour. Or a tour. Yeah. Like, it, like, come on. <laughs> right? It ain't ever happening. No. What we saw from Rihanna last night? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That Enjoy goodbye. it. That was goodbye. You that think, was the goodbye. Yeah, you think so? It, it, it sort of felt like a goodbye Dude. when you when you start putting it all together like uh, that. Play all your yeah. hits. Yeah, it See sort of felt like it. that was her. She did one um, greatest hits tour just in one night. Yeah, thirteen right? minutes. There you go. Peace. Yeah, and because of copyright issues, we're never going to be able to see it again. No, <laughs> in a bootleg style. Yeah, it's like it's in a vault now. We got to look at stills from it. We can't even uh-huh. hear her or somebody who recorded it on yeah. their phone. Right? Record their television on their phone. Yeah, exactly. Post it to World Stuff. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. I don't know what is going on with all these things that the U.S. Air Force is shooting down all over, uh, no. all over America and Canada and like up in the Yukon and everything else. So no, you, Trudeau wasted like zero time, bro. When it was uh, so, whatever it was was over the Yukon, right? So a U.S. fighter jet shot down an unidentified object over Lake Huron yesterday on orders from Joe Biden. Now this has all happened since they shot down that Chinese balloon a couple of weeks ago. Fighter jets have since shot down. Objects over Canada and Alaska, as well as the one over Lake Huron. Pentagon officials said that they posed no threats, but so little was known about them that Pentagon officials were not ruling out like UFOs. Now, UFOs doesn't mean aliens. UFOs literally just means unidentified flying objects, and they have a but different name for it now. We're usually in unidentified flying right, objects. Right, right. So here, listen to this conversation that happened over uh, on CNN after they shot down the one object in Alaska. This is kind of unusual that these pilots saw different things, and that is sort of, I guess, adding to the mystery of all this. Yeah, not even the pilots apparently were really able to identify what they saw. And just to take you back for a sec, on Thursday, the uh, the U.S. defense officials sent F-35 fighter jets up to try to figure out what this object was that was flying around near Alaska. Those pilots, we have learned, have given very conflicting accounts of what they actually experienced, with some pilots saying that the, the object interfered with the plane's sensors, other pilots saying that they didn't really experience that, other pilots saying that when they looked at the object, they could identify no identifiable uh, identifiable propulsion system, and they did not know how it was actually staying yeah. in the air, cruising at that altitude of about 40,000 feet. So this is all added to the Pentagon's wariness of describing in more detail what this object actually is until they can get more information uh, through the debris that they are recovering right now. Okay. This is okay. Not since Pearl Harbor has the U.S. shot anything down in American airspace. 
four times in a week. Not since Pearl Harbor, four times in a week. I think that they know more than what they're telling us. Four times in a week. Something is happening. Yeah. And we're getting to a point now where they won't be able to hold all the information back. Right. Well, and, and I know a lot of people were like, yeah, but like, look where they are. Like everybody was confused over, you know, the, with the Chinese balloon, you know, they're like over Montana and everyone's like, why is it over Montana? Well, it's because that's where they keep the nukes, mm-hmm. right? That's what's in Montana. Like, why are they looking at Montana? That's where the missiles are. Yeah. They're not looking for Dutton Ranch. No, no. <laughs> right. That's where the missiles are. John Dutton ain't there. No. Rip standing there <laughs> in the barn. Yo, aliens, you want to fight? You want to fight someone? Come fight me. <laughs> Chinese balloon. Four times in a week. Whoop your ass like I did to Lloyd in season three. Come on now. This is wild, though. I don't even I know. know what to make of this. What it's, should we do? I don't know. Do we start stockpiling? I don't know. I don't know. And now I'm thinking that I, you know, I'm not a, like, I was never against having, you know, like a bug out bag. And I, you know, I, I used to watch those shows when people used to bury a school bus in the backyard and make sure that you could live in it for, you know, 40 years, like that kind of thing. Like I was, I never goofed on those people, right? Like I, I never did. Cause I sort of understood it, but I never did anything about it. Like you, I never took part in anything like that. Hold on, let me see how much you use school buses. You can get them pretty cheap. If they, if you don't need to drive them, you just, could you have land? You got enough backyard to bury a school bus? Bro, I can bury three school buses. Oh, my God. You're so lucky. I gotta, I, Not I would enough probably, for you guys, though. I'm sorry. Uh, I'd have oh. to have like a, I'd have to get a Greyhound because I can't stand up on a school bus. I couldn't live like that. I'd be like, aliens, take me. <laughs> Bro, don't say that. <laughs> right? Just take Listening me. Listening right now. Just take what me. If what if was, what was up there, right? Yeah. We're like just scouting before right. the mothership arrives. Yeah. Right? Yeah. To be like, got him. Bro, I would You're like, coming with us. No. You belong with us. No. Why? Because I'm so skinny? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're Big one head. of us. Because I got a giant head and skinny little arms. Totally. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> I'm not one of you. Yeah. But well, then why are you gray? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh, well, speaking at the 2023 Oscars nominee luncheon, the current president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, Janet Yang, admitted that the Academy did not handle the fallout over Will Smith slapping Chris Rock as best as they could have and oh. vowed to offer more appropriate action in the future, I guess, in case anybody slaps somebody again. I don't know. Uh, they say, uh, I'm sure you all remember we experienced an unprecedented event at the Oscars. What happened on stage was fully unacceptable and the response from our organization was inadequate. Hmm. Uh, she goes on to say, we learned from this that the Academy must, must be fully transparent and accountable in our actions and particularly in times of crisis, you must act swiftly, compassionately and decisively for ourselves and for our industry. You should and can expect no less from us moving forward did you see anything from that luncheon yesterday so Mm. every year before the academy awards they do like a lunch okay it's everybody who's nominated gets to just you go to the hotel and then they do like a big sort of class picture of all the nominees isn't that what the actual award show is for where you get all the (laughs) nominees together yeah but there's no pressure here right there's there's no pressure here 
and they do it every year. Uh, yesterday's was the biggest Oscar luncheon as far as the turnout goes that they've, oh. that they've ever had. And when you watch the footage, just like even on people's cell phones and stuff like mm. this, it is so incredible to see. It's the biggest stars in the world and everybody who has been nominated for an Academy Award. Mm. And Tom Cruise walks in that room. Every single person follows him with their eyes. Tom Cruise couldn't walk a foot in that room without somebody, Boz Lerman, some like direct, like massive people yeah. grabbing him and having a moment with Tom Cruise. He's that big of a it, star it and is, that captivating. It is. He is like two stars. Tom Cruise is the star. I want to play you this. This is um, Kihi Kwan from Everything Everywhere All at Once, right? Mm. And he is in the luncheon in the media room doing an interview. Okay. And he finds out during his interview that Tom Cruise has also arrived at the luncheon. And he literally <laughs> tore off his microphone and walked out of the room. Oh, really? Right? Yeah. I gotta go. Tom's and he here. did get his selfie with Tom Cruise, oh, by amazing. the way. Yeah, he did. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, does anybody care about S Club 7? Yes. Yes? Okay, what? because I was asleep for this part of the 2000s, I guess it was, mm -hmm. right? Where I don't know anything about S Club 7. I have oh. no idea if they're relevant, if they still have fans, if people are excited for this. Yes. Yeah, they, they had a bit of a, they had a shorter sort of run uh, among all those sort of boy band and girl groups. Okay. But yeah, definitely but they, big. Yeah, impactful for sure. For okay, sure. so yeah. here is the announcement uh, from S Club 7 about their European tour. Go on, Rachel, you're back. We're What's back. happening? Tell us all. We are very excited to say that we are going back out on tour in Ooh. October. Yep. Um, we're just so excited to get back out there and sing our hearts out and perform. It, we're celebrating 25 years, which is just wow. crazy. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah. So exciting. And I know you, you missed that era, but I, maybe yeah, that, some like of this. Like 90s, like 2000s. Might spark something. Maybe you heard it. Okay. And you just didn't know that it was S Club 7. Never heard one of those songs before. Oh, Yo, man. bars missing out, bro. Yeah, is that Ooh. bars? Yeah, is it? You know what? Yeah, if you're an S Club fan, yeah. that is going to be a very fun show. Okay, but yeah. but is that though? Like, is that, does that still like hold up? Like, you look, you hear that, and you get that sort of nostalgic feeling of. I, I think about the girl that I used to dance with in middle school when I hear that song. Really, I get like oh, like butterflies inside. You yeah, do. love That's it. Wild to me, man. Yeah, man. I woke up with a pimple in my ear this morning. In Ooh. or on? On. I just on the outside, and I keep picking at it. And then it dries up, and then I pick at it some more, Ooh. and, like, it's not good. It's not good. Oh. Ear pimples, why do they hurt so much? Because the skin is so thin. Oh, That's why. Right? And the amount of pressure that builds up in that little oh. pimple. Oh. <laughs> like, why? Why on Valentine's Day? This is what I get. 
right? Gross. And I just, because I just, like, I felt something. And then as I was doing the S Club story when we were playing that montage, I ran my finger over it and then I felt something. It hit my other hand that was on the desk and it was a little, like, chunk oh of something that had, that had dried. And okay, okay. I don't want to be here. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the Super Bowl pulled in massive, massive numbers, averaging 113 million viewers. Woo! This makes it the uh, most watched Super Bowl in the last six years since uh, the Patriots-Falcons game back in 2017, which also aired on Fox. Uh, the audience shot up uh, by 5 million to uh, 118.7 million viewers during the uh, halftime show with Rihanna. That makes it the second most watched halftime show since Katy Perry's. Wow. Um, performance back in 2015 and the Shout second Left Shark. most watched halftime show on record, <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Who remembers Left Shark? Uh, yeah, of course. They should bring her back again. Um, halftime show producer Jesse Collins was talking to ET's Kevin Frazier about Rihanna's decision to do the show solo. She also did this alone, she stood alone. How was that choreography? How, how did you do the choreography and everything for her to do it alone? I think it was just her wanting to make the statement that she could carry this thing, and she did. And people would just want to see her. And so she had to give them a show. And she did choreography. We haven't seen her dance like that in a long time. And I thought it was just spectacular. Nice. And uh, they were saying that putting the set list together was an ongoing process, even right up until, like, the day before the actual Super Bowl and 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 Jesse had said that uh, the version that they went with for mm -hmm. the halftime show was version 39. I know somebody that was at the rehearsals the day before yeah. and they said that nobody saw that she was pregnant at rehearsals. Really, huh? Like so I guess like it was even a surprise to Everybody, dancers, really? Jeez, wow. Yo, yeah. that's got to be tough on the dancers though right? who choreographed to certain songs. And yeah. then if you're changing, that's 39 times yeah. that you're changing at least one song <laughs> yeah. or one routine or transition yeah. from one track to another. They were also talking about how because the groundskeepers during the Super Bowl, so it's not the regular groundskeepers that they use in Arizona. Like Super Bowl has their own groundskeepers who bring in their they got own, their own their ground, their, groundskeeper, Willie? Their own, their own grass and their own turf. And they had so many problems with the turf. Um, but they were told that the producers were told that they couldn't put the amount of weight that they wanted to on the turf. So that's why they had to build those floating stages. They were like, well, oh. if, if we can't do a show on the ground, we have to do a show in the air. Super Mario. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And that was the reason for it. It was the artistic reasoning behind the platforms wasn't because they thought it would be cool. It's because they couldn't actually do it on the ground. Oh, they wouldn't dear. let them. Right. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, that really wild. Really wild. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, there is a, oh my God, the White House announced yesterday that they're putting together a UFO task force to study the potential security risks, risks posed by new airborne objects detected in U.S. airspace. The new group will see experts from the Pentagon the FAA and the Department of Homeland Security and other government agencies to come together to analyze the unidentified aerial phenomenon, the, the UAPs or UFOs as they used to be called, and determine whether they are a threat. The announcement came late last night. This, of course, was, remember, just one day after that F-16 shot down that UFO or UAP over uh, Lake Huron 
which was the third unidentified object to be down in three days. Too close. And the UFO narrative that's out there wasn't helped at all when General Glenn Van Herc, he's the head of NORAD and the U.S. Northern Command, when he was asked, he said that he wouldn't rule out aliens. He goes, uh, I'll let the intel community and the counterintelligence community figure out what the UAPs were, but I haven't ruled out anything. That's the head of NORAD. Bruh, he knows. Bruh. He's seen things. Come on now. He's read documents. Crazy. It's aliens. Like, how could, like, what is going on? I I don't know. I think we're too calm. I think the four of us need to storm Area 51. And go find out what's what's happening. No, the aliens will take me alone. first. Are you crazy? They take you first? Why would they take you first? Well, because I'm like the young, cute one. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> God help us all if Maury's the voice. Oh, no. We're dead right? for sure. Right? If Maury's the voice. Well, I'm the most relatable to them. In what way? Looks? Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> in, what, in what way? Oh. What are you talking about? Never mind. <laughs> the truth is out there. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let's I do. Let's that. do. Uh, based on a new poll, some uh, Valentine's Day would you rather's? Okay. Uh, would you rather a uh, to snack on like like candy hearts or M and M's? M and M's. M and M's. M and M's. Seventy nine percent of people said M and M's. Uh, go for fancy dinner or stay at home and order pizza? Fancy dinner. Oh, I think, you see, we order pizza a lot at home already. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say fancy dinner. Okay. Ah, home. home with pizza. Yeah, 54% of people said home with pizza. There you go. Uh, watch a romantic comedy. I already know where Maury's going with this. Watch a romantic comedy from 20 years ago that you've seen a million times in love or watch a new rom-com that you've never seen. The old one. Old one because I know what I'm going to get. Yep. Yeah. Old one. Because I, I like mouthing along to the words. Yeah. Revisiting a classic, they said. 66% of the vote. Go on a date with someone new on Valentine's Day that or one. make Valentine's Day plans with an ex. Oh. oh. Well, I can't participate because I'm happily married. Thank Fair you enough. for answering first, Maury. Yeah. Also, happily married. <laughs> also. Sorry. Also, married. <laughs> no, but interesting question. New person or an ex? I know. I know. That is an interesting question. Shem, I believe, is the only so for one somebody, Yeah, for somebody answer. single, Shem, if given the choice, go on a date for Valentine's Day with somebody new mm-hmm. or make Valentine's Day plans with an ex. Somebody new, for sure. Somebody yeah. new. Yeah, huh? yeah. Nice I, I, reconnect. Yeah, I've had some crappy Valentine's Day. Eighty eighty four percent of people are with Shem on yeah. this one. Uh, somebody new uh, receive flowers. Oh in- wait, wait, hold on. Okay, yeah. Do you have plans tonight, Shem? I don't actually. No, oh, right. I got at, work to do. Give at a, Shem on yeah, Instagram. I was just gonna say we can fix that <laughs> real quick. Uh, get flowers and chocolate from a secret admirer or receive a mixtape and homemade cards from an old friend. Mixtape. Absolutely. From an old from an friend? Old friend. I from like an it. old friend. Man, when you burn a CD for somebody, that's love. Okay. Okay. Maury? Secret admirer. Yeah, secret admirer. Maury? Mocha? I don't trust it. Okay. I'm going to say somebody I know. 54, 56%. Yeah, mixtape. Yeah, secret admirers always freak me out. Uh, just the idea of that, because you don't know who it could be, right? Yeah. That's the fun of it. No. Well, if they took that chocolate and like, rubbed it on their butt. Yeah, like right? you don't know. You can't eat something from a secret admirer. Yeah. Right? 
Are they injected with some bleach or something? Yeah, like no, 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 hell no. I'm not. I'm not trusting anything like that, man. Are you kidding me? Warning everybody. Yeah, don't eat. Don't eat candies from Secret Admirer today. Just for the record, to my Secret Admirer, I'll eat your candy. This this doesn't smell like normal flowers. Oh, why do I feel this? Go out with. <laughs> Shh, go to sleep. Uh, go out with friends on Valentine's Day or go with a date. Jam. A date for sure. A date, yes. A date. Yeah, a lot oh, of yeah. people say date. A date. Um, go to the uh, go to the movies in a three in a theater or stream a movie at home on the couch. Oh, streaming at home. Yeah, because it yeah, yep. Say yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to himself. Yep. Just say yes and shut up. <laughs> oh, here we go, Maury. Receive a homemade gift from your Valentine's Day or from your Valentine or an expensive store bought lavish gift. Like store bought. Oh. <laughs> homemade. Sixty-eight percent of people say homemade. What am I gonna do with a homemade gift? <laughs> Ask Matthew. That's all you give him. True. <laughs> That's all you give him is homemade gifts. By the way, he just texted Happy Valentine's Day heart emoji. Oh, damn. Are you going to write Hold it on. back? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Did he write you back? Was it Happy Capital H, Valentine's Capital V, Day Capital D, yeah. followed by the heart emoji? Yeah. So he copy and pasted exactly what I <laughs> sent to him. And <laughs> Bruh. No, he didn't. Yeah. no, he didn't. No, he didn't. Yeah. Mass text. No, he didn't. Copy of face. Then I will leave him on red. Hold on. <laughs> 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 on Valentine's Day, in your face, Oh, pal. come on. It's not supposed to be this way, guys. Yeah. It's not supposed to be this way. <laughs> come on now. It's really not. Yo. Come on. Stop rocking the Valentine's Day boat, Mocha. Okay? It's not cool, man. No, that's my message. <laughs> Copy and paste it. That's what you get. Come on. It's not good. It's not good. It's not good. This is what love yeah, is like. Well, I would say, though, that, Maury, that it seems right now Mocha is the only one providing the romance in your relationship. <laughs> You're welcome. Right? Reminded Matthew early this morning, gave Matthew what to say to you. It's all mocha. You're Cupid. Oh, I'm so hurt. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, it is Valentine's Day. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Barney's back before hey. we go. Do you okay. remember Barney? Do people remember Barney? You have to explain what? who Barney is. Uh, everybody knows who Barney yeah. is. You think so? I, yes. I used to have these like white VHS tapes. Yeah. Of Barney. Barney goes to school. Barney plays in the playground. All those different things. Yeah. You look like a Barney kind of guy. Oh, I think this guy looks like Barney. That was no, no, no. <laughs> Bro. Uh, I love you. Oh, man. Don't do this. You love me. Does this not drive you crazy, Shem? You just held your heart. Family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you wow. say you love me too? Wow, what? Barney was Barney hated. So why is Barney hated. back in the news? So Barney, they're relaunching Barney as I guess like an animated series. Mattel is relaunching it. Uh, for 2024, there's also the possibility of movies and YouTube content. Content and quote, I thought that this was an, an outrageous statement, but apparently, I'm wrong because this is for you, Shem. Talk to me. And and for Barney, there will be quote quote apparel and accessories for adult fans. 
That's wicked. (laughs) (laughs) The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. The Joker sequel. Uh, Todd Phillips released a picture for Valentine's Day. The first one featuring Lady Gaga, reportedly to be playing Harley Quinn, along with Joaquin Phoenix. So if you look that up, she's not done up in any sort of elaborate Harley Quinn way. You're right. It is a badass photo. Like, it looks really, really cool. um, Joaquin is still like Joker Joker? Yeah, he has partial makeup on. I guess it looks like he's either sweating or they're tussling or making out or something like that. But but Lady Gaga very much looks like Lady Gaga. She's not done up like what we know sort of Harley Quinn to 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 look like. Oh yeah, all right. But it's cool though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm good with that. Uh, that when does Joker come out? It's like October fourth, twenty twenty four is the release date for uh, uh, Joker if with uh, Walking Phoenix and Lady Gaga. You're right. <laughs> if we're still here, if you know who is still here though, <laughs> regardless, then you know who will still be here even after all the balloons. What? Nickelback. Hey. <laughs> uh, Longevity. Nickelback like flipped a brick. Is that what they call that? Um, what does that mean? They they took all the hate that mm. they get because Nickelback has like people have just hated Nickelback forever. They've hated Nickelback, but there's no reason for it because eh, it's just like douchey jock, stupid mullet rock, right? People right. love to hate Nickelback. Yeah. And Nickelback turned that into an incredible career because the thing is, is that as, as, as much as people hated Nickelback, the thing that you didn't know because you're not part of that world is during even the absolute height of people hating Nickelback, Nickelback would still sell out every single show they oh, did. absolutely. Nickelback has always sold out every single show they've ever done. So here's uh, Chad Kroger talking about the hate that fuels Nickelback. You know, all the detractors, all the haters, all the keyboard heroes, they have no idea how much they keep us in the press loop. It's hilarious. Those people that would love to see us go away, if they really want to see us go away, they would just shut up because all those bands that came out with us at the same time are all gone because nobody said anything about them. They've just all just sort of disappeared. We've really kind of spun this whole negative thing into a positive thing, and it's, uh, here we are. Yeah. <laughs> right? He's not wrong, though. <laughs> you know what I Good mean? for them. Yeah, they're rich, too. Like, Nickelback are rich, like yeah. proper rich. Just from being Nickelback? Just from being Nickelback. Dude, they, Nickelback has not been, like, not on tour, like, forever. They just, mm-hmm. they're always doing shows. And they sell they got out. The, they got the hits to, to back it up. They sell out. It's, it's like how when you look at that, whenever those lists come out every year of, like, you know, the top touring acts of the of the year in America. Mm-hmm. And it's always like some country artist that you've never, that, that's what Nickelback is. Yeah. They just tour and they sell out everywhere they go. And they are rich because of people who hate them. It's wild. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. So Alec Baldwin currently facing two counts of involuntary manslaughter for the shooting of uh, cinematographer Helena Hutchins on set of that Western called Rust. Mm-hmm. When you look at the DA's witness list, people who are going to come in and testify on behalf of the state. It is full of Rust crew members. So there are a lot of people who are going to be testifying against Alec Baldwin. This movie ain't never coming out. They are set to finish the movie. (laughs) What? The same people that are testifying against him? In spring. I'm sure those people may not be involved, but Alec Baldwin and He's the hiring crew other- are heading back out to the desert to film, to finish filming the movie. The ego on this SOB. Huh? Why is he so invested? 
I know. Do you think Drop it, dude. After all this, if the movie does come out, people are going to want to see what this was all about. I don't think he'll do any press for it whatsoever. Zero. But, uh, but yeah, so a lot of people have flipped on Alec Baldwin. Um, but Alec Baldwin, apparently these stories came out at the exact same time, which is uh, the DA's witness list is full of former staff members uh, and crew members from Rust. And that also they are heading back out to the desert in the spring, early spring to finish shooting the movie. Wow. <laughs> Damn. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, big news on breakfast television this morning. A uh, long time host and pun enthusiast. Uh, Dina Pugliese uh, made the announcement that she is stepping down. After just over 16 sweet 16 years of sharing in mornings and laughter with you, it has been a blessing. I have decided it is my time to step down and leave the show. I'll tell you, this didn't happen overnight. This has been a feeling I've had for a while now. And sitting in this chair and this couch, um, sharing and connecting as we do, this job has been not a job. It's been a passion. It's been a blessing. So as for what's next, I plan on spending quality time with my family. Uh, I plan on traveling with Alex. Um, my last day will be next Friday, February 24th. I know you by name. I know your face. Uh, I felt your warm hugs. I've held your babies. I've seen a lot of them grow up. This is where I get emotional because I can picture your faces. But we're always going to be family. Sorry. I said I wasn't going to cry because it's a good thing. This bond is way too special. It is something that has happened over 16 years together every single day through a pandemic, no less. This is always here. You have to know your forever family. And I thank you so much for letting me into your living rooms, into your hearts, into your lives. And I'm going to miss you, but I'm going to be here because I hate goodbyes. <laughs> and I just want to say thank you for your love and support. Uh, 2.30 in the morning is what Dana was saying. And 1.30 in the morning is when she woke up every day uh, during the pandemic. I'm waiting for Sid to do a big giant rant on 2.30 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Sid! <laughs> why it sucks so hard. <laughs> Zero Sid 60 tomorrow. Why 2.30 sucks? Yeah, he's getting he's get all of his feelings. <laughs> you tell him, Sid! <laughs> Go in on the clocks! 2.30, how dare you exist? The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. We talked a little bit yesterday of uh, how Tom Cruise was really like he. All eyes were on Tom Cruise at the uh, the Oscars annual luncheon. Everybody wanted a piece of Tom Cruise. It was really wild to see. There's one moment that was caught by a camera person, which was a private conversation between Tom Cruise and Steven Spielberg. We'll play a little bit for you here. It's very hard to hear, but one thing that you can make out is that Spielberg says seriously, um, "You you saved Hollywood's ass with Maverick." Listen. So it's really difficult to hear. What Spielberg says is he hugs Tom Cruise and says, you saved Hollywood's ass and you might have saved theatrical distribution. And then Tom Cruise says, thank you. He's very gracious. And then Spielberg says, seriously, Maverick might have saved the entire theatrical industry. Jeez. And a couple reasons for this. One, Top Gun was, I believe, the only production that did not shut down during COVID. Because... 
Tom Cruise wouldn't let it happen. Because Tom Cruise was spending his own money to keep it open. Mm. Well, you remember the rants on set when he would tell right? people wear a mask? Yeah, like, yeah. The, yeah, like, so he was spending his own money. Tom Cruise refused to let them release Maverick on video on demand during the pandemic. When and everybody he wanted to else hold on was. to it. And, 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 and I know a lot of people are saying, yeah, but what about the MCU and all those other great movies that came out that did very well? The thing that Maverick did is Maverick put older audiences back into the theater. Yeah. They got a different demographic of people than they normally get for the MCU. Because you have the nostalgia of the yes, original. Right? right. And not only that, like like to, to have a, you know, 36-year-old sequel, you know, do over a billion dollars was huge. So, you know, I believe Spielberg when he says that, because I'm sure that that's what everybody in the industry. Yeah, I think that that's what everybody in the industry was talking about. Yeah, right. Tom. I think that that's why it's such a big deal that Tom Cruise was there, because, you know, there's a, probably a lot of stuff that we're seeing now wouldn't have happened had he not did what he did and forced the hand of the oh. studios, right? Big up Tom Cruise. Yeah. Not also switching to Scientology, movie. though. No, no. Hell no. no. Right, as far as I'll go as a hand clap, yeah. thank you for saving Hollywood. Yeah. It was wonderful. But yeah. yeah, keep Scientology, bro. <laughs> right. I'm good over on this. <laughs> hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Uh, w Magazine got a bunch of huge celebrities. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, Jennifer Lawrence, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, uh, uh, Kihi Kwan, Seth Rogen. Um, who else was in there? There was a bunch of people in there. Uh, they all did. They did uh, dramatic interpretations of We Are Never Getting Back Together by um, Taylor Swift. So oh. enjoy this. I remember when we broke up the first time. Saying, oh, this is it. I've had enough. Because like, we hadn't seen each other in a month. Uh, when you said you needed space, what? Then you come around and say again, baby, I miss you, and I swear I'm going to change. Trust me. Can Remember how it. that lasted for a day? Oof. I say I hate you. We break up. You call me. I love you. I, I want to know where she's heading. Ooh, 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 ooh. Are we karaoke right now? Oh, we called it off again last night. <laughs> but this time I'm telling you, I swear to God I'm telling you. We... Oh, never, ever, ever getting back together. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is so silly. What anyway. was the one that's saying? Zoe Kravitz? Uh, no, the one that's saying is Kate Hudson. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Kate Hudson and uh, Jennifer Lawrence were the ones that were deciding to sing. Uh, Eddie Redmayne did like a super dramatic interpretation of it because he's a huge fan. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. David Harbour. So Finn Wolfhard last week did an interview where he let it slip that he was going to be 21 by the time season five of Stranger Things comes out. And doing the math, that means 2025 Mwah. is when the new season of Stranger Things Man. will come out. That's crazy. Too long. Uh, Dammit Maury was talking to David Harbour about his new uh, movie, We Have a Ghost, which is out February 24th. And got David Harbour's take on one saying goodbye, but also the long wait for this final season. Finn recently sort of confirmed that season five will be out in 2025. Assuming you know everything, why will season five be worth the wait? And how emotional <laughs> will you be on the last moment of fil filming this forever? I'm sorry that everybody's got to wait so long. I wish you didn't. But part of the wow factor of Stranger Things is that we spend so much time working on it that it, it turns into, and I think they are really interested in outdoing themselves. And this season will be no less enormous. It will be bigger than any other season we've done in scale and scope. And so, you know, being worth the wait, 
I mean, I want you to enjoy all your other shows that you're watching now. You know, White Lotus, The Last of Us, Succession. Enjoy all your shows. But just know that when we come back uh, to see you in whatever Finn says, 2025, yeah, it's going to be an event. We will have poured all of our soul into this because we know it's our last at bat. For me, you know, it's time to move on. I think all of us feel it. The kids are basically in their 30s now. So it's time to put this thing to bed. But of course, it's bittersweet. I mean, it's the greatest thing, work experience I've had to date in television, for sure. And there will be tears. And it's it's like Hopper's letter in the end of season three. It's like, I don't want things to change, but like time moves on. And that's part of the, the battle is we have to embrace these things. Wow. Right? So he knows. 2025, 2025. We gotta wait so long. Long time. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Toronto Mayor John Tory is officially stepping down. His last day will be tomorrow. He submitted his resignation letter to the city clerk yesterday evening after that budget meeting. I Uh, saw a clip of him on the news just now because he's sitting in his office reading the newspaper. (laughs) Yeah. And on the front cover of the newspaper was a big picture of him. Yeah. I was wondering if he was sitting there reading the story that was written about him. Yeah. Do you think he's... I doubt it. He's just like seeing what else is going on. Yeah. Yeah. So he said, I want to thank the people of Toronto for trusting me as mayor since 2014. I continue to be deeply sorry and apologize unreservedly uh, to the people of Toronto and to all those hurt by my actions without exception. This has been a job of a lifetime. And while I have let many people, including myself, down uh, in this instance, I've nonetheless been deeply honored by the opportunity to serve the people of this wonderful city for more than eight years. And I hope I achieved some good for the city I truly love. So um, what's going to happen now is that there will be a by-election pretty soon. If 60 days. That will cost taxpayers roughly $18 million. Ugh. <laughs> Man. Yeah, like it's not enough that like, you you, you know... You have to admit I'm, to messing around with somebody you work with, everything else. It's like, and then you got to resign all this stuff. But it's, you know, what you did is costing you know, us. Costing us. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's not just the inconvenience. I didn't do nothing wrong. The, no, I know. It's $18 million apparently Don't for you that. wish you could like say, no, no, I'm not shit. paying that. Like as a citizen, you're like, you know, I'll pay other taxes. I'm not pitching in for that one. I wish I could do that with most taxes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you think people would do that for every single tax like there I, ever was? I, I think about that every two weeks. <laughs> oh, bare facts. Right? You know? I'm like, I want receipts. Yeah. <laughs> Where'd all that money go? Let me see them all. I saw the uh, Mayor Tory was um, at his final like budget meeting last night. Yeah. City Council. And, like, Hecklers. People showing up. Oh. One guy was like... A, how dare you show your face around here? I know, like he's a Nazi or something, right? Like he he got caught in jackboots. Like, like people, what the hell? Like ready to fight the guy. Yeah, and I get it. There's an arrogance to the whole thing, and, and sure. inappropriate. And, and you know, why go through that other election if you thought that maybe there was a chance that this was all going to come out? Like, there's all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, the hecklers, the police were there. They had to drag them out. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? People Not only you get dragged up by the police, but now you got to pay. God, people love screaming. 
you got to pay now for this next by-election. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. When Machine Gun Kelly and uh, Megan Fox, when they were at that party, it was Drake's party. That's where she posted that picture from. So when she oh. posted that picture from the bathroom mm-hmm. um, saying your dishonesty is so whatever, I can smell it on your breath, the Beyonce quote. Yeah. They were at a party together, and she went in the oh. bathroom, took that picture, and and posted it, and then they left together. Plotting, right? Plotting. Yeah, yeah. She knew what okay. She was doing. Um, so what happened was, is in the comment section, somebody wrote, speaking of Machine Gun Kelly, he probably got with Sophie, and Sophie is Sophie. Um, What's her last name here? I don't even know. Sophie Lloyd. She's Machine Gun Kelly's guitarist. Okay. Okay. So somebody wrote, he probably got with Sophie. And then um, Megan replied to that and said, maybe I got with Sophie. Oh, like then, jokingly? And then, and then deleted the whole thing. Oh. I think jokingly. Yeah. So according to uh, her rep, Sophie Lloyd is a professional accomplished musician who has been needlessly dragged into the media based off meritless accusations made by social media, any suggestion that she has ever acted in an unprofessional manner or stepped out of her relationship are untrue because she's been with the same guy for like five years, I think, mm-hmm. uh, is disrespectful to her as a female artist and poor journalism and social commentary to be reporting anything else. So mm-hmm. she's removing herself from that chat. But I uh, see that the Machine Gun Kelly and Megan, like they are... Trying to fix things? I don't know. Apparently, they went to therapy or something like that. Yeah, I saw. And then they left in two separate cars. Oh, God. Could you imagine going through all that with people taking your picture? My God. What a pain in the ass. Not fun. No. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show. Podcast. Uh, Malcolm Moore was on with Kelly Clarkson yesterday. And Malcolm Moore, famously, he's been very open about being uh, in recovery and having dealt with uh, addiction in the past. Um, opens up to Kelly Clarkson about relapsing over COVID. Hmm. Um, you, you've been a, uh, really open about relapsing, right? So you, you relapsed during COVID? Yeah. Is that... What do you think? I mean, that was a hard time for everybody, emotionally, yeah. physically, financially. Like it kind of hit everybody. Um, either all of that, or, or you know, a little bit of that. What What do you think hit you to where you relapsed? My heart started beating when you started talking about it. It's yeah. um. It was an intense time, you know, the life that I knew, just like all of our lives stripped away mm-hmm. um, I'm used to a certain schedule of touring, of being gone, of being home, yeah. of recovery. And being able to go to a physical 12-step meeting. And that stopped during COVID. And eventually, um, the Zooms weren't, you know, I was on Instagram while being on Zoom. And I'm just not really paying attention mm-hmm. to the meetings. And, um, and eventually, I thought, and this is what happens to me if I don't prioritize my recovery, if I don't put that first, yeah. then I will lose everything in front of it that yeah. I'm putting in front of it. And, um, and that's what happened. And uh, luckily, it was only a couple weeks but it caused a lot of pain, um, you know, still. Like, I, I still feel that, that pain, and it's been two and a half years. I'm still working of getting back trust. Um, but I think that it gave me a reprieve of a reminder, again, a slap in the face, not a delicate reminder, but a slap in the face reminder. This is your life. You get one of these. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with your precious time on this earth? Mm-hmm. Do you want to be secretive? Do you want to be hiding? Do you want to be um, in the shadows? Or do you want to live your life to the fullest potential? Get back on it and be honest. Wow. Well, I know. Good for yeah, him. Yeah, I know. It's because tough to do. It is. And for him to have the strength to recognize yeah. and take action. God, COVID was just brutal on people, huh? Oh, big time. Like if you were dealing with any sort of addiction or mental health stuff, God... 
So crazy. Um, but yeah, no, good up for him. That's uh, That was really, really, really great advice. Yeah, that's uh, Macklemore talking to uh, Kelly Clarkson. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, where are we here? Uh, Toronto's Julie Black is going to be singing O Canada at the NBA All-Star hey, Game. Yeah, love, love Julie Black. Nice. Yes. Woo. She's got a wicked voice. Uh, she will be joining um, Burner Boy, Jewel, Post Malone. Nice. A whole bunch of other people down there at the All-Star Game. When is that All-Star Game? Sunday. Sunday. Sunday yeah. yeah, the whole weekend starts uh, Friday. But the game is Sunday, though, right? Yep. The yeah, the big game. In Utah, nice. by the way. Is it Utah? Yeah. Yeah? Oh, decisions, decisions on Friday night. Or, sorry, Saturday night, because that's oh, when man. they do, like, the, the dunk competition and everything. Yeah. Skills, three-point. But then you What's also... What's the conflict? What's the conflict? Talk to Mocha. WWE, on. Elimination Chamber. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, it's going down. Can you tape one What's of What's going to happen? Tape. What's going to happen to the bloodline, Shem? Oh, man, Sami Zayn. Oh, my God, it's going to be so good. Oh, Zane, oh, in Montreal, Brains? too. Bro, what? what is Jay Uso thinking? What's he going to do? That's okay. the thing. You don't know. Okay. 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 Why don't, Ross, you guys, why don't you? Why don't Here's what I don't understand. Why don't you guys have a wrestling podcast? That's what I don't understand. Yo. Why don't you guys have, like, why don't you get your crew? You're always talking about the group chat. Why don't you just yeah. do a wrestling podcast so you can get it all out there? Kind of brilliant. Why are you so mad? I'm not mad. <laughs> now we're talking about it here. No, I'm not mad that you're talking about <laughs> well, it here. Have another outlet. No. Listen, you watch, you watch Royal Rumble. I watched ten minutes of Royal Rumble. So guess what? On Saturday night, for ten minutes, you're getting invited to the group chat. Hey. Oh, no, 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 the main event. No, 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 no. Don't worry. Then as soon as the main event's done, you're gonna get kicked out. No, 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 no. Have your phone plugged in though, because the battery's gonna drain so quick. Oh my god. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Legendary pinup icon and actor Raquel Welsh passed away yesterday morning after a brief illness. She was 82. Her big break, 1966, fantastic voyage. Uh, and then there was that one famous shot of her in the iconic uh, animal skin bikini as the cavewoman uh, Luana in 1966's One Million Years B.C. Uh, she was referenced so many times as being like the sort of first and ultimate sex symbol. Here is uh, Raquel Welsh from years ago talking about that title. Not anymore. In the beginning, I used to get a little bit perturbed because it seemed to, I don't know, there seemed to be a stereotyped idea of what a sex symbol was sort of vapid and not too bright and not with much ability or it makes you uh feel that you're limited in some way and so you kind of fight against it but i don't think that you can really fight against an image it's something that you can't control and if you've ever seen shawshank when you agree with her Roz, as a sex symbol i do i do it's very difficult you can't fight it you just have to accept (laughs) (laughs) there's no punchline there jackasses oh sorry i thought that was the That wasn't the. B- the b- <laughs> Are you perturbed? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Um, but you may uh, remember uh, Raquel Welsh from <laughs> Shawshank Redemption because when Andy Dufresne was spooning out of his cell, mm-hmm. the poster that covered the hole was his Raquel Welsh poster, right? It was like- the same reason he spent years shaping and polishing those rocks. The same reason he hung his fantasy girlies on the wall. <laughs> In prison. A man will do most anything to keep his mind occupied. By 1966, right about the time Tommy was getting ready to take his exams, it was lovely Raquel. Right? By 1966, it was (laughs) lovely Raquel. 
No, he didn't say Raquel. <laughs> yeah, who's Raquel? Who's Raquel? Raquel Welch. No, Raquel. Oh, Ra- by 19. Didn't you listen to the man the way he just said? You heard it two seconds before. I've heard it my whole life. It's my favorite movie. No, it's not. <laughs> Obviously not. <laughs> by 1966, it was lovely Raquel. First of all, you do a terrible Morgan Freeman. You... The terrible watch that movie on mute i swear I, yeah i really do yeah 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 it's like you learned how to do morgan freeman's voice from reading a book uh-huh. <laughs> you know what i mean right around like, the time tommy was going to graduate <laughs> that's forrest gump forrest gump <laughs> yeah. it was tommy he wasn't in forrest gump yeah forrest freeman <laughs> right <And> mocha go <laughs> what's the line Okay, play it back. Just play it back. Just play it back. It was the same reason he spent years shaping and polishing those rocks. The same reason he was. What? It was the same reason he spent years shaping. Oh, years. The same reason he spent years polishing and shaping those rocks. Yeah, that's not bad. Do you do Morgan Freeman shem at all? Oh, I could try. Can you play the line again, please? It was the same reason he spent years shaping and polishing those rocks. No, I don't do Morgan Freeman. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. South Park roasting uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's uh, uh, demands for privacy last night on the show. So in the, in the episode, which was called the Worldwide Privacy Tour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they had cartoon versions of um, Harry and Meghan and then they show up on a uh, on a talk show and wherever they go. In the episode, whenever they get off the plane, they're both holding up signs in front of the crowd that just says, like, stop looking at us and we want our privacy. <laughs> so this is the clip of Harry and Meghan on a talk show. In Toronto, it's good morning, Canada. <laughs> it has been several months now since our beloved queen has died. All Canadians are finding it hard to go on. All Canadians, that is, except for our first guest, the prince and his wife. <laughs> oh, my God. We want privacy. We want privacy. <laughs> Thanks for having us on the show. It's so awesome to be here. It's great. <laughs> so let me start with you, Sam. You've lived a life with the royal family. You've had everything handed to you, but you say your life has been hard, and now you've written all about it in your new book, Where? <laughs> yes, that's right, friend. You see, my wife and I are totally like you should write a book because your family's like stupid, and then so are like journalists. So you hate journalists. That's right. And now you wrote a book that reports on the lives of the royal family. Right. So you're a journalist. We just want to be normal people. All this attention is so hard. Isn't it true, sir, that your questionable wife has her own TV show and hangs out with celebrities and does fashion magazines? What are you suggesting? Well, I just think some people might say that your Instagram-loving wife actually doesn't want her privacy. How dare you, sir? My Instagram-loving wife has always wanted her privacy. (laughs) And you know what else? To hell with Canada. We are leaving. We'll go find some quiet place where we can be normal people. Come on, wife. We want privacy. We <laughs> want privacy. Oh my god! <laughs> god, that park South is so Park funny at it man. again. Hey. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, Tyler Perry out here at it again too. So what happened is, is that Tyler Perry built this huge film complex down in Atlanta. And because of the money that he has pumped into this area, it means that all the home prices within the vicinity have all gone up, which is great Mm -hmm. for the people who live there. However, when home prices go up, that also means property taxes go up. Mm -hmm. And within that neighborhood, there's a lot of seniors and a lot of low-income families. And so what Tyler Perry is doing is he is shelling out $750,000 so they can keep their homes. And he's going to pay the increased property taxes on all the people who 
live in the neighborhood for the next 20 years. What? He's also kicking in another $500,000 a year for the next four years uh, for a total donation of $2.75 million, just so all the people who have lived there for as long as they have don't have to move because his studio is increasing property taxes to the point of where those folks wouldn't be able to afford their homes. Tyler right? Perry out here incredible. war. I have Medea out there making money. Isn't that incredible? Yeah. Right? Good for him. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, oh, got to talk about couples who sleep apart. So couples who sleep apart has been like increasingly more common. There was a 2012 survey and then another 2017 survey from the National Sleep Foundation that at the time found that one in four couples now sleep in separate beds. And according to a professor of medicine at Yale University, they say, quote, no couple should feel embarrassed about the practice. For a lot of couples, sleeping apart could be the best thing for their relationship, they say. Some common reasons are snoring, restlessness, uh, frequent bathroom trips, and incompatible sleep schedules so if people work at different times um then there was an article in the new york times yesterday and they had a survey that said not only are couples now sleeping in separate beds but according to the new york times one in five couples are now sleeping in separate bedrooms that's me in about a week because of my snoring I was going to really? say, that's me in about a week because of my night terror. <laughs> right. <laughs> Separate <laughs> bedrooms. I had, I had two in the same. Did you? The same night. Yeah. Was it the same and story? Jenna, no, it was something different. Jenna had to wake me up. Now, although it is better for oh. sleeping, the sleep doctors are all for this. Yeah. However, th- uh, sex therapists and marriage counselors have doubts about that sort of arrangement, having closed doors between two people yeah, and yeah, how that yeah. affects intimacy that. and also how it affects the kids in the house. Like if you don't sit your kids down and fully explain why mom and dad are sleeping in two separate rooms, it's, sure. rough, on, it's rough on the kids. But now one in five couples are sleeping in separate we're bedrooms. Gonna have, we're going to have to explain this to Anne. Does, here's, this is my that. question, though. Does one person suggest this, or is it something that you both have to come up with at the same time? Because what if one person suggests it and the other person takes great offense to it? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to leave the bed. I think you know it would I mean? have to be. I think it would have to be a joint conversation. Yeah, but like it, one person has to want it's... it more than the other, though. Right? It has to be. It can't be both people in a marriage deciding at the same time they no longer want to sleep in the same room. Like, this has to be instigated by one of them. So who, though? The one that wants to sleep in the other room or the one that's... uh, Because I feel like it might be... Not worse. More awkward. Like, if I were to say to you, maybe you should go sleep in the other room, as opposed to you coming to me saying... Like I if, think I if, should sleep in the other room? Like if it's the person who is the problem. Like if you're the snorer. If the snorer says maybe I should sleep in the other room as opposed yeah. to the person kept up all night being like... Well, why yeah. should I leave because I'm snoring if it's bothering you? I, you that's leave. how I feel too. You leave. I'm just... You, then don't interrupt me. Don't wake me up because I'm snoring. That's so rude. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> night terrors? Yeah. Don't... Yeah, exactly. Right. Let me scream yes, all night. Yes. I'm sleeping here. <laughs> yeah. Right? I'm not the one that asked a demon to come visit me. In the <laughs> no. <laughs> no, if I check my breathing, if I'm still alive, let me sleep. Yeah, and scream. Yes. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10. On KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com. Or download the KISS 92.5 app.